everyone, and welcome to Henry Kissinger is Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. Just a fact. I'm Matt. Um, you may also know me as Jake Crapper, or <laughs> Fake Napper, or Take Napper. <laughs> All of these are my name. Get some rest. I'm Caroline, a.k.a. Cat's 2019 Film. Oh, boy. And and I'm Val, a.k.a. I knew I was supposed to have a nickname, but couldn't think of one. Nice. <laughs> Your nickname could just be The Flight Cub. Flight like Cub. your username? My nickname is Flight Cub. It's good. And also, my legal last name is Flight Cub. Hello, everyone. Is it like a bear wearing, it's, like, flight goggles and a scarf? It's a little baby like bear biplane? with big wings, but I like the biplane, too. Maybe... The if the, is the biplane bear a war criminal? No. Okay. No. Just, but only because checking. there hasn't been a war in the bear's lifetime. Otherwise, it really wouldn't. No. <laughs> we all possess the capacity Flight to do Cub. great evil. Flight Cup would he, never. He just wanted to build. He just wanted to build really cool airplanes. But then the war effort started, and unfortunately, the planes then had to be used for war crimes. <laughs> and they were worth 150 trillion dollars, and none of them worked. And that's just. The way it is. <laughs> yeah. I just want to set the record straight. Um, Flight Cub is not my persona and also not a war criminal. And also, I've never put my dick anywhere near my cat. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of questions being raised by my <laughs> I never put my dick anywhere near my cat shirt that are already answered by the shirt. <laughs> I was making of that. Did you see the um, headline that was like Congress to ask Pentagon officially whether it released um, ticks into the public as a weapon? What? Yeah, that's like I, I did see that headline and I think my brain just chose not to accept it because I have very few fears and I really like bugs but I feel like getting a bug-borne illness is a large fear. And I really don't want to, like, you know, get Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. And f free, uh, previously, I lived in a biome that was not sustainable to ticks, but then climate change happened, and mm. ticks started moving north, and mm -hmm. now I'm firmly entrenched in tick zone. If it's cold, if you're cold, they're cold. Let them inside. Let them into your skin. Yeah. And then their head will explode and release poison into your blood. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let them into your pool, which is inside. Now, did these, did they say anything about in which way these ticks were weaponized? House of Representatives orders uh, Pentagon to investigate whether U.S. experimented with weaponizing ticks and spreading Lyme disease. Okay, where would they test this? Uh, presumably where a lot of poor and or people of color live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that... Like, as, the, they, as they have done for the past ever. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just going to go release them in the Bikini Atoll just to say fuck you again to the people suffering from, like, years-long radiation sickness. Mm -hmm. They're just like, well, we already fucked these guys up once. We might as well just do it again. Right. Um, I also, something about the phrasing of weaponizing ticks and spreading Lyme disease kind of sounds like it's two different things, um, which makes me 
think that they're creating a, a bioweapon to spread Lyme disease, and also they're figuring out if they can throw ticks at people. So like it's so just like a gun. Sort it's of, a gun. Some sort it's a of gun tick that fires trebuchet so many ticks. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes. Just a huge. It just throws a tick bomb, which contains one hundred thousand ticks. Let loose the bugs of war. <laughs> That's what they say before they throw the tick at you. Yeah. 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 The fog of war is actually just the swarming cloud of ticks falling towards you. Yes. yes. You because hate to the, see it. The, it burst in midair. Mm-hmm. You really do hate to see it. <laughs> and then you don't see anything because the ticks land on you because you were looking at the fog like an idiot. And they suck all the blood out of you in five seconds like that episode of an anime where that happened. <laughs> oh, mosquitoes. Okay. No? Which anime is this? I really, you know, I'm on your side here. I wish I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> my brain offered me just a small nugget of information. Hey, that happened. It, it on didn't animals. want to elaborate. No, no further questions. But that's a protective yeah, measure. Okay. My first thought when you give the phrase weaponized ticks before considering the obvious of using them to spread Lyme disease um, is nanobots. Like they're just putting some nanobots up in the ticks. And Black what are they doing with those reels. nanobots? Tracking us. Tracking us. So. As if they don't already know where I a am. A tick is like a Gundam for a nanobot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Reverse Gundam because it's a little robot in a fleshy. Body. Yeah, reverse That's Gundam. That's true. Holy it is a reverse shit. gun. <laughs> I'd watch that anime. <laughs> I would listen to a podcast by people who watch that anime. Do you want me to to like totally reverse course and and bum everyone out? I would yep. please, yes, please. I would love to. I just want to like since we didn't actually have it anywhere in our show notes. I just want to like extend the like condolences and oh, horror yeah. at what happened to Kyoto Animation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I swear to God, it's gonna turn out that this is some weeb that was mad about an anime decision. I don't know if this Horrible. is accurate because it's just a tweet I saw, but I saw that it's like the biggest mass murder since the war in Japan. Yeah, I oh did see that. It's like the death toll is like over like it's like thirty five right now. Yeah. Okay, it's still thirty three. Okay, but like that's still a lot of people, and it is like just a really really horrifying event. And <laughs> there's not really much else to say yeah. about it. That's I'm, just me me pivoting course right there. I'm nodding solemnly, but you can't hear it on the mic. Yeah, but. Yeah. So just like go, I don't know, con- consume some Kyoto animation projects like Kaon, because Kaon is good. Hmm. It's just some girls who are in a band together. It's cute. So, more bad news. Um, in case you didn't know at this point, um, July 18th, 2019, the president might be kind of racist. Oh my God. What? Um, Why? Did he say I something don't... problematic? I. <laughs> I don't know if we can call the president racist. Just his words and actions and just, you know, the things he says and does are racist, but we don't know what's in his heart. We had some greatest hits of news media figuring out euphemisms for the extremely tortured euphemisms for the word racist. And I think the New York Times or the Washington Post had a lead that was like Donald Trump this afternoon gazed upon the dry kindling of America's race relations and as he so often does lit a match with his plenty kerosene or some like what oh my god (laughs) that doesn't mean anything Donald Trump's racism is like a burrito hitting your windshield (laughs) 
Okay, how about this? How about this? Racism is like a lit flame. Mm-hmm. In the film Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Trump is the fart escaping <laughs> the ass of Jim Carrey. Now that, mm-hmm. I understand. That, that seems like politics that's digestible to the layperson. Yeah. Just fart, farts escaping the ass of Jim Carrey. And that's, yeah. And the fire is racism. Mm-hmm. It all checks out. Yeah. So and, as and Jim we... Carrey is America, and as the fart gets lit by the fire, it tint, singes the butthole mm-hmm. because it mm-hmm. leaps right to the... I've never seen the movie that you're talking about, so... He lights a fart. Oh, I puts that's a lighter funny. in front of his butt, and then he farts. He farts in the fart. And then it makes a big flame. That's okay. pretty funny. So you were saying? Um, so as you probably have all seen, um, there, there's been a recent spat um, where Trump unleashed this disgustingly racist diatribe on Twitter Let's, about... Uh, um, Race racially marinated. Yeah, racially marinated. Um, you know, just, but it wasn't cooked racistly. Just, it, it was only marinated racist. racistly. Just a light racist breeze rough, rustling mm-hmm. through the leaves of America, um, saying that four uh, congresswomen of color, three of whom were uh, born here and one of whom was born in Somalia, uh, should go back to the uh, crime-infested and totally corrupt countries where they came from mm-hmm. and over the past couple of days that has escalated to the uh, KKK rally in Greenfield, North Carolina last night where a bunch of fucking hogs started chanting send her back about Ilhan Omar mm-hmm. so this is a yeah uh, this is a, a Trump rally mm-hmm. that now doubles as a KKK, KKK rally, rally yeah. because they yeah they started chanting send her back mm-hmm which yeah, gotta love gotta love the just the real punchy way in which they can always find a slogan. Yeah, the, the um, you don't under understand these circumstances, have to hand it to them. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh it's very subtle, you know. The uh, these people should go back to where they came from is actually a, a dog whistle, indicating to oh, other wow. other races. So only dogs only dogs can hear it. Only dogs can hear it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna need the racism watchdog on this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's it's a. It's a analogy. It's a uh, it's a way of signaling to other people that he also thinks that being brown or black makes you not American. So yeah, yeah, which especially if you really like, yeah, bring the into it sounds racist. The ones that were literally born here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand how if you're like not like very versed in this stuff, you like wouldn't pick up on this at all. But like, it's actually it's mm-hmm. actually racist. When <laughs> I can't right. really believe this shit. Did you say what? Did you guys see what uh, Pelosi said today um, about she? W- Pelosi was asked to comment on the center back thing, and she said uh, we already like addressed uh, Trump's comments in our racism resolution yesterday. Um, we're not going to address yeah. this again. Um, and then Trump right. actually, Trump actually condemned useless. it stronger than Pelosi did. Trump like sort of tried to walk it back a bit, even though he obviously like. It is just basking in the be, being this, um, you know, white nationalist savior figure mm-hmm. in this adoring yeah. crowd. Um, he said today that's like, oh, yeah, I didn't like it when they did that. I didn't say that. I didn't like it. Um, 
But Pelosi he has a slightly better sense shit, of so optics than the, the person who's supposed to be the savior. Uh-huh. <laughs> he didn't like the chant. But like he, yeah, no, he can't pretend he that he didn't wasn't racist that. enough. Yeah, and <laughs> all crazy. of the um you know, like the sniveling neocon worms, mm-hmm. um your I don't know any of their names except for Ben Shapiro, but there's like a Ryan guy, there there's like a Matt Walsh, um there, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of there's a bunch of different uh, awful conservative guys on Twitter who are posting today like, I often disagree with Ilhan Omar, but that doesn't mean it is okay to threaten mm-hmm. to deport a citizen for their expressing their First Amendment rights. And it's like, okay, so you clearly see the writing on the wall and see that they're trying to get her killed, and you're trying to back off so you can claim that you didn't do sh- that you weren't responsible for this, like you obviously are. So yep. at least Ben Shapiro this time is doing that before someone is killed, yeah. as opposed to after it, like yeah, last ben time. Yeah, Ben Shapiro, famous um, inspirer of mass killings of Muslims. Mm-hmm. And the, the incredible thing, too, is like, it's one thing to see it from conservatives who are like, this is a bridge too far. Obviously, I hate her because she's anti-Semitic and blah, blah, blah. But you don't say racist things out loud on purpose. That's just wrong. But then also, like, every de- almost every Democrat that's tweeted about this, like, addressing the issue at all, have, like, had to start their tweet with, like, well, I don't agree with a lot of what Ilhan Omar says, but... Yeah. Or like, if they don't directly just say... Like, if they don't directly say Elad Homar in their statement, they'll be like, racism, I condemn racism in all its forms or something. Right, right, or like, right. The rhetoric has gotten too toxic. Mm-hmm. On the mm-hmm. left and the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking uh, Justin Trudeau refused to call them racist. Amazing. He, I think he just said, like, racist language. Think- and just did not call Trump a racist <laughs> oh, directly. Yeah, so um, the racism resolution about Trump squeeze that was passed in the House yesterday... So, I, I mean, of course, the whole thing is very stupid, but two stupid occurrences sort of rose above the rest of the stupid pile. One being that it is officially against the rules of um, the House of Representatives to say that the president is racist. And um, if you actually look at the page in the rule book where all these like things are listed, you'll see in parentheses after each thing you're not allowed to call the president is like a date. So, like, you oh can't say the, the president is, like, quote, racist, and then it'll be, in like, a parenthesis, like, 2016 or, like, 2017. Um, and, and, like, you can't say the president is a misogynist, and that's, in parentheses, 2016 or 2017. Um, and then another one I saw was, you can't say the president doesn't care about black people, and in parentheses, 2005, of course. Amazing. Um, oh, my God. So, it's, like, literally just Republicans getting their feelings hurt, so then uh, changing the official rules to make sure that... Because, yeah, it's they really think that to Republicans and I mean, like, this is obvious, but being called a racist is like being called like a name. It's not like a descriptor to them. It's like a it's like the worst thing you can call them is a racist. And so that's why you have this cognitive dissonance of people saying I'm not racist, but and then saying the most racist shit you ever heard in their life, because it's like a racist is like a specific thing in America. And. You would never be that. Um, no. Okay. So, oh, like, yeah. So so that was in the rule book. And uh, Nancy Pelosi, um, when she was speaking, called Trump a racist anyway. And so she wasn't allowed to speak on the floor for the rest of the day. <laughs> they had, had to, to put, put a, her in timeout. Yeah, they yeah had she had to put her. a big cone on her head. Yeah, yeah. Dunce it's like, uh, yeah, like in, in both Canada and Britain, there's like a literal like amendment for unparliamentary language. Mm-hmm. So and... Ridiculous. 
it's very funny to think about that. Just like putting them in a cone mm-hmm. and then having them sit in the corner for a little bit. I think mm-hmm. the official phrasing is like out of order or something like out of yeah. the order mm-hmm. of Congress. Um, and I'm, then I'm the, just going to say it. Mm-hmm. Let Congress say fuck. Let Congress, Let say, Congress fuck. say fuck. And then the other stupid thing that happened was um, Nancy Pelosi clarified after the fact that um, she's not calling, she's not saying that the president is a racist. She's saying that the language was racist. The language was racist. But the president is not a racist. No, he just says racist things Uh that he comes up with. And does racist actions. And does racist actions. And kills people in concentration camps. And makes racist legislation and is racist. Anyway, yeah, shout out, one? shout out to the, the one Canadian federal party leader that actually called out Trump and called him a racist, mm. as opposed to the two, like, leading people for the upcoming election who both just said, like, this is not how we do things in Canada. <laughs> in Canada, we just have all our, all our indigenous reserves on boil water advisories because we've refused to give them proper funding. That's how we do our racism, mm-hmm. is by chronic underfunding. Well, that's, you One know, way. technically a different way. Also, shout out to uh, NDP MP Nikki Ashton for her tweet. This is what a fascist looks like, disgusted by the racist xenophobic rhetoric by Trump and the way he emboldens so many to hate rather than take on a system that is pushing many further behind. Shout out. Nice. She's good. There were a couple of Democrats as well that did say specific things. I didn't write down their names, but there were some that were explicitly like this is bad and racist oh yeah um but bernie today posted a picture of like of him with uh, ilan omar and he was like we were watching like trump's rally together last night and i Mm. was just like amazed that it it just like rolled off her back when they started chanting send them back because i am just constantly bowled over by the um moral courage that Ilhan Omar shows every day. Oh, yeah. There's mm. not, there's never been another politician that I've seen like her. Um, she's head and shoulders above the rest of, like, the four um, in terms of just, yeah, just being morally courageous and her mm-hmm. opposition to empire. And even though, like, she is the biggest target right now. Yeah. She is not, yeah, she has not backed down in any way. And I'm... Um, Excited to see her continue to do work mm-hmm. because, well, we need more people like that. The Democrats need more people like that in their party. And it's super good that like there's going to be like no primary challengers that will be properly funded because the DNC literally made a moratorium where if you tried to primary any Democratic candidate mm-hmm. with like more progressive options, then you get completely blacklisted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Nancy Pelosi, retire, please. Although there's like a, it's really funny. There's another, there's an agency that ended up popping up in like the shadows of that, which are basically just like, we're going to find campaign staff for people who are blacklisted. And they, like, already existed, but then, like, the DNC essentially made it so that they had way more business, and now there's just a much larger (laughs) network of people available because they essentially created so many jobs at once by doing this. So, um, that's gonna bite them in the ass, I think. That That is very good. That's that's what I hope for anyway. It's it's hard to hope that anything will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, in in HKIP chat, if you type exclamation point Senate, <laughs> it will say Democrat zero percent chance of winning, mm-hmm. and that is generally how I feel. But like you know, sometimes something nice could happen, maybe a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. 
So, final word on whether Trump's comments are racist or not. Um, you know who's a real expert on racism? Who? Richard Spencer, who was invited yeah. on CNN to kind discuss of his, his hot take on Trump's um, tweets after being completely invisible from public life after getting knocked the fuck out at mm-hmm. an inauguration. Two and a event. half years ago. Uh-huh. As he deserves. He got punched so hard, he got punched two and a half years into the future and landed in front of Jake Tapper. And uh, Jake Tapper Jake said... Crapper. Oh, sorry, yes. Fake Crapper. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I didn't actually... I could not make myself watch the segment. Did anyone watch the segment? Uh, no. <laughs> I was no. not going to watch that. I just know it happened. That. Yeah, there's no fucking way in hell I was going to watch it. But yeah, I, like, I saw there was like... Um, CNN invites open white supremacist on their show. And I'm like, oh, that really sucks. And it didn't, it took me until two days later to actually notice that it was Richard Spencer <laughs> because he looks like shit. He always looks, he like looks shit. so fucking bad. I don't, I don't generally like to just go on appearance, but like he very prides himself on this shit. Like his whole shtick was being like the, the dapper, dapper Nazi. white nationalist. Yeah. Yeah, he's the dapper Nazi. And he looks, looks like garbage. Yeah, he yeah. does not wear... He looks like he sleeps in a race car bed. He doesn't he like... own a single item of clothing that fits. Mm-hmm. He looks like he ate Oreos for breakfast. He looks like he's gotten eight hours of sleep in the two and a half years that we haven't seen him. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, just so bad. Yeah. yeah. I did not recognize him at first, but yeah, um, fuck you, Jake Tapper. Yeah. That's really it. An additional note on fuck you, Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper published, after the resolution, the racism resolution passed yesterday, uh, um, Fake Crapper published a long tweet thread about, um, here are, the uh, House Democrats may have seen Unified today, but behind the scenes, um, all of them are, like, bitching to me anonymously, and here's, like, what they're all saying about, like, how, like, the squad... I, I don't... I really don't want to say the squad because I cringe whenever I see it, but I guess that's what we're calling them now. Um, it's like they're taking all the attention away from, like, important issues, and they're um, they're just handing Trump victory after victory. Um, and yeah. then at the bot, It was, like, 12 tweets, and at the bottom of the thread, um, I, journalist Alex Perini asked a uh, fake crapper, um, hey, take... Uh, did you, it, it would be, it would be weird if you didn't like contact these, uh, Congresswomen's, um, offices for comment, um, about these anonymous allegations because, uh, Tate Jappert has previously gotten really, really, really upset at journalists for circulating the, um, the anonymous report that apparently, uh, from hearing from other sources at CNN, apparently, t- this might surprise you, but apparently Jake Tapper has a really big problem with Muslims. So anyway, that's a note for another time. Oh, who, who, um, hmm. And Jake Tapper responded to Alex Perini's question saying, uh, yes, we did reach out to the offices and we have not like heard back from them. But um, Ashley Feinberg, queen of online, uh, I thought that sounded a little fishy. So she called all four women's offices and she said two of the four said that they had not been contacted by Jake Tapper. And one said that they had only been contacted by Jake Tapper after the tweet was posted, calling him out. So that's your Jake Tapper update. 
just what a fucking spineless piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. Very, very cool. And uh, speaking of white nationalists on television, um, Megan McCain, uh, <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw ass had to make this about her. Um, on The View said that she did not like the, uh, what Trump had said about Omar because uh, the problem right now is you're taking away my agency to criticize her policy. You're making this about race, xenophobia, racism, she added, blah, blah, blah. So basically, Which is not what Megan McCain's problem was. No, sir. Right, right. She's like, you can't tell people that we're doing it racistly because then we have to stop doing it. Yeah, she astounds me every single day. It's every single day. Everything bad is happening. The thing that amazes me the most about it is that she didn't mention her dad. Mm. And that she managed to get through that whole sentence without saying, my father. And did you see I'm that sure article a couple weeks ago? How about how Megan McCain is so upset because everybody's bullying her on The View and she gets owned online every day of her life and everyone's <laughs> making fun of her for saying my father all the time. And she's like going through like the makeup artist's like um, Twitter likes to see that the makeup artist liked an Ellie Valley comic of Megan McCain. <laughs> so like... <laughs> She's having a good She's one. She's having a very normal uh-huh. one. Uh-huh. God. I just, uh, I just retweeted onto the HKIP account the very good Rob Russo video, which uses <laughs> a piece of the hereditary score. Yeah. Of him just seeing the Meghan McCain take. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, else we, what else we got? Nancy Pelosi is spineless. Mm-hmm. Jake Tapper is useless. Donald Trump is racist. And Ilan Omar is braver than any U.S. Marine. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to talk about chronic underpayment? Yeah. Let's. Mm-hmm. Okay, so th- this actually relates to two separate articles that I'd had in the topics this week. Um, the first of which is about Goodwill. Mm. The president and CEO of Goodwill defended her decision to pull paychecks from disabled workers. It really was not a job. We gave them through grace and of our budget to pay them so they had a paycheck to go home with. But then when they needed a, to fill a hole in the budget, they just pulled paychecks from disabled workers. Amazing. So it's not, a, it's not like labor if you're disabled. It's them doing you no. a favor by making you work for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that was in, it was in central Illinois that the story came from. And um, I don't know if anyone knows this, but, like, Goodwill, like, takes donations and then sells things. And they're legally a nonprofit, but they have like people paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars on their boards of executives. So the whole thing's a big fucking grift. Never give anything to Goodwill. Where am I supposed to put all my old clothes? I'm not donating them to Salvation Army. Yeah. You know, I saw I somebody on to... Twitter saying um, just like put them in like an organized box in like a well trafficked area and people will find what they need. But like, I. Yeah. I, I yeah, I have no experience with doing that, so I don't know. You could bring them directly to a shelter. You could find, like, other organizations that do clothes pickups. Mm-hmm. Like, there are... Um, in Canada, we have the, the Diabetes Association of Canada takes food do- takes a lot of clothing donations, and uh, they disperse that. They also take donations of, like, household items and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably, like, domestic violence shelters and stuff will take clothes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, fuck Goodwill. Um... This also reminds me of another story I was reading today about, uh, it was like the history of tipping. 
that I found that uh, was posted on Tumblr, mm-hmm. and it's basically like the 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 whole idea of paying a tipped wage was basically created in the sixties as a side for the express purpose uh, the express purpose of like making like restaurant lobbyists happy because restaurant lobbyists were pissed off about the raising minimum wage and so they created the separate tipped wage and it has oh, been frozen awesome. at two thirteen. I didn't realize it has been it was that recent I guess seventies. Oh, uh, Congress continued to raise the sub-minimum tip wage until 1996 when Herman Cain, who headed the National Restaurant Association at the time, offered legislators a bargain. The industry world would ex- the industry would accept a small increase of the minimum wage as long as the tip wage was frozen at 2.13 an hour, where Jesus. it has remained since 1996. And, uh, oh, here's the, here's the even better part of this one. Um... Congress agreed to the deal, and the tip minimum wage remains at two thirteen. Employers are supposed to pay the difference if tips don't bring workers to the full regular minimum wage, but too often that law is not enforced. When the Department of Labor conducted an unusual compliance sweep of 9,000 full-service restaurants between 2010 and 2012, they found that 84% had violated sub-minimum wage. Great. Um, so uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that there's a chart, and it's like all types of theft. <laughs> yeah, I was on this literally chart. about to say that, yeah. <laughs> And uh, wage theft is larger than all other types of theft, including, like, large-scale corporate theft by, like... At least like, twice. Large-scale like, large corporate theft that isn't wage theft, rather. Um, yeah, more than twice, like, the remainders. It's, like, 66% of all theft that has ever happened is wage theft. Wow. And that's, like, that's legal that's, that, that's like that's the illegal wage theft. Mm-hmm. Then consider the legal oh, wage Jesus theft. Christ. That is the fact yeah. that minimum wage has not kept up with inflation in any meaningful way. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to pay disabled people sub minimum wage. You're allowed to pay tip workers sub minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And then um, this comes into the third story that I read that I'm going to fold into this one topic because I'm a fucking brain genius. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's the fact that understaffing your restaurants and having your workers deal with constant abuse and burns and injuries is also in some ways completely legal under this system and does not count as wage theft in any way. Despite the fact that you clearly need at least two more workers working a shift, you can have like three people working an entire McDonald's Mm -hmm. and barely keeping their heads above water and (laughs) essentially dying of stress-related illness in their early 50s, and this is not considered theft in any reasonable way. Mm-hmm. Nope. And the Vox article talks about how it's it, it's worse now, not only because the um, wages have, like, stagnated, but also because of, like, the technological surveillance of... Uh, um, I, don't, I don't think many fast food places have implemented this yet, but Amazon infamously has a surveillance system that tracks like your productivity for every single second mm-hmm. yeah it's absolutely constantly having someone looking over i know a the robot um, looking over your shoulder you're brutal. always being i know watched. the uh, when i worked at mcdonald's we were tracked to the minute that's mm-hmm. fucked so like you were when you took your breaks if your break was over by like a minute then you were like basically just yelled at our tills were expected to be within like 15 cents, Mm -hmm. which is unreasonable for the number of transactions you were doing in a single day. Mm -hmm. Sure. And this was like, this was more than 10 years ago. 
Like, there is no way this hasn't gotten completely worse since then. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, we still had, like, paper time cards and shit at that point, (laughs) so... Yeah, when I worked at McDonald's, it was, um, like, orders had to be done in a certain time frame, and it was, like, the ideal was, like, 70 seconds or something. It It was, like, completely undoable, but... Didn't... Yeah. Didn't, like, um, a really long time ago on HCRIP, I think it was Linus, but I'm not sure. Someone worked at Tim Hortons and talked about how they had a set... Definitely Linus. Yeah, like they, Linus, they had, like, Linus worked at Tim Hortons for so set, long. like, number of, like, drive throughs to, like, oh, hit, yeah. or, like, a, a, a particular number of... Or, like, a minute, or some sort of, like, time limit on, like, drive throughs So, um, to improve the scores, the manager would just have Linus... Like drive around the drive-through like a million times. I would do oh like the correct. <laughs> just drive in a circle around the drive-through. So that's so capitalism is the most like efficient way to distribute resources. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's merit-based to me. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> oh my god! Every time I heard a story about his managers there, just being like, because like. Tim Hortons net doesn't really run that many corporate stores. Like it's mostly franchises. Mm -hmm. And so like the franchise owners, I mean, the owners generally are garbage, but the managers don't give a hot shit about like anything. They just want to make their numbers. Oh, sure. The kind of shit that they have to do to do that. It's so dumb. Like not all, like all owners are bastards. Not all managers are necessarily bastards. No, I've ha- I've had a handful of cool managers in my day, for sure. Yeah, they're just they're they're definitely in place to subjugate the lower wage workers, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily have to do that. Right. Whereas the owners, by very virtue of their existence, just do that. Uh huh. Anyway, I'm currently like, I say job hunting. I'm putting very little effort into it because the idea of having to work a service job again makes me want to die. So I'm like really limiting my own options, but like I'm technically job hunting right now. And if I have to end up back in food service, I am going to die. Matt is Pokemon going to die. The only thing that'll keep me going is the fact that Looker's here. Looker is here. Looker is nearby right now. He could be, he could be screaming. He could be anywhere, but he's here. Yeah. So I have my wonderful girlfriend and wonderful cat, to uh, to help me through the the trials of having to look for low wage labor and probably just going to end up working at the gym again hmm. because I have an existing employment relationship with Good Life Fitness and that's how they get you. I'm very good at being peppy, so this is why service jobs are technically good for my personality. I just don't like doing them for long periods of time because hmm. yeah. it's a lot of energy. Yes. Yeah. There's a reason and it's like, called emotional labor. Yeah. <laughs> And well, I mean, like the, the one thing that was really nice about where I worked before is that I'd worked there for so long that no one cared what I did. So I could just like swear and eat food at the desk and go on my phone and no one really cared. If I were to get a job at a different gym where I didn't know the manager and I wasn't literally older than the manager and thus the manager did not care what I did. I, I feel like I'm not going to get that kind of leeway again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you have to build that kind of leeway. God, I wish yeah, sure, you, you have to find a place where cool people work, I guess, or a cool manager. But that's that's almost impossible to do if you don't already I'm, know I'm, one. I'm I'm just missing I'm missing my data entry job. I got to type up people's tax returns for like nineteen dollars an hour, and I could listen to podcasts for ten hours Holy straight. Shit, that's God, so that's amazing. It was fucking amazing. 
I work in an office and I work basically entirely by myself, but it's unprofessional to have headphones in while you're working. So I just am in hell. Silent. That's the worst thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. Yeah. 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 I'm like, okay, I'm going to go like rearrange the copy room for an hour. um, And I'm just going to hang out with my thoughts. I had one day where I forgot like my headphones and my backup headphones. And I had to do like that taxes job. Mm hmm. Just typing numbers over and over again for eight hours with no entertainment whatsoever. Oh, my God. And it felt like three days. <laughs> it was so brutal. I don't know how insane this is or isn't, but um, when I was working a service job where, like, you could have headphones in if you were, like, in, in like, the back, but um, I, w- I was, like, doing, like, busing tables and shit, so I couldn't. Um, and what I would do during my shifts is I would think through in my head all of the like the five albums that I have committed to memory oh my gosh all right so um there have so next topic is Puerto Rico that you may have seen on the news there have been um some pretty massive and uh, violent protests with uh, police like throwing shit at people as the police always do. Um, apparently mm-hmm. lit fireworks this time, uh, like rubber bullets, tear gas, et cetera, et cetera. In San Juan, there's like tens of thousands of people turning out for these protests every night. And the reason is because the uh, governor, um, Ricardo Rosello, was, he, Reese, over like the past like few days, there have, there was a massive leak of a telegram group chat he had with his cabinet where they were just saying all sorts of insanely vile, fucked up things. Um, Lots of homophobia. Um, So when this story first broke, uh, I, someone posted on Twitter a link to like the translated um, comments and like an overview of it. And I have not been able to find that today. And the English outlets only report on like, a few like particular comments in the like there were like 900 pages of telegram leaks but um it included um like homophobic comments about you know like gay people in general but like ricky martin in particular who is an openly gay uh puerto rican singer um there was like lots of uh, miso- casual misogyny anti-feminism specifically targeted at uh the san juan mayor um carmen Yulín cruz mm-hmm who famously got in a big uh, fight with Trump over Trump just, like, letting the people of Puerto Rico die. Um, and throwing paper towels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throwing paper towels. Uh, we love our president. Um, and so one of the members of his cabinet, I think the CFOs, posted a joke along the lines of, um, do you want me to, like, shoot shoot her for you? And the um, governor, uh, Rosario, posted, like, that would be, like, doing me a great big favor or something. Um Cool, fucking normal things to say. Yeah, it's just extremely, extremely contemptuous of just, like, the people in general and the voters in general. Um, I couldn't find this remark in any of the English language reporting, but when this first broke, I remember seeing something along the lines of there was a lot, there were a lot of um, disparaging comments about, like, the poor and just, like, being, like, really awful in classes and just... um, you know, like, lumping broad swaths of, like, Puerto Ricans together. Um, there was, like, a particular term that was used that I wasn't familiar with, but I think it's, like, um, he was referring to, like, impoverished Puerto Ricans as, like, a particular 
kind of like hat that I guess is some sort of associated with like farmers and working or some, okay. something something along those lines. Um, mm. But that doesn't touch, none of that even touches the worst thing that people are mad about. The worst thing that people are mad about, um, and I mean, this is in conjunction with pages and pages of text um, about like all, all like the corruption going on and about the uh, post um in 2016, uh, Puerto Rico's had an ongoing debt crisis, obviously mm-hmm. entirely um, not the fault of anyone, but like the elites of Puerto Rico. Um, and so there was like an unelected, so Congress formed um, an unelected oversight board to um, manage Puerto Rico's finances in 2016. So there was posts about like dealing with like that board and stuff. Um, but the worst is that he... Um, after Hurricane Maria and um, Rosseo entered governance, I think he was inaugurated like nine months before Maria. So, um, like his like governance is defined by like his reaction to this uh, crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking about like the something about like forensic pathology with like dealing with um, like the deaths and something, or and then the governor replied something along the lines of. Speaking of which, I hear we have a lot of cadavers to feed the crows with. Oof. Because there were, like, overflowing morgues um, because of the power outage and stuff. So, um, everyone implicated in the group text, the group telegram, have, they have all resigned from government, except for Roseo himself. So there, there's these big protests going on in Puerto Rico, San Juan in particular, um, the hashtag is Ricky Renuncia, which means like Ricky resign. Um, and yeah, there's a, it's not like it's about the, it was, it's a reaction to the text, but like it's not just about the text. It's a reaction to an ongoing um, governance of Puerto Rico that isn't, that has prioritized these like debt collectors and this. Um, and like the technocrats that moved their companies board. there, right? There's a whole right, bunch yeah. of that kind of shit. Cause like they're mm-hmm. essentially like looting the island. No, yeah, they are looting the island. Um, a couple of days before the text came out, um, it was announced that they are finalizing the official debt restructuring plan, which I think is like a billion, like one point five billion dollars or something. And of course, it, it's it's just you know just just squeezing all of the money out off of this island in which five thousand people died. Um, extremely extremely recently like on on government terms that's like no fucking money just forgive the debt Mm. it's Mm -hmm. that is nothing for a government no but people could make money off yeah so yeah well that's apparently the fucking way to do it yeah Mm -hmm. so it's yeah it's going to be austerity and it's not going to be you know like raising the corporate taxes for all the corporations that have been looting the island since Whenever the low corporate taxes were put in, I actually don't have the dates for that in the top of my head. And and those are um, those coincide with like the fact that there's a lot of there was a lot of real estate opened up after the hurricane from people being displaced, right? Like those things are connected. Yeah. Of like it's not just the tax um, leniency; it's also just literally like poor people were physically removed from where they lived because of there was a hurricane and the like grossest kind of opportunistic um capitalists kind of just swooped in and were like hey this is cheap now yeah Mm -hmm. 
and then and then everything was restructured to make things easier for them to continue looting. Mm-hmm. I think that's if, that, that's um, kind of like um, whenever anything is impoverished, whenever anything is impoverished or put into some kind of debt situation, it's always like some kind of hawks move in, like. Mm-hmm. In in international terms, that's basically just what the World Bank does. Like that's their whole deal, <laughs> is like in, like restructuring the debt and imposing austerity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to essentially starve out the lower classes. And almost all the time, they end up cutting corporate taxes to. Um, I'm trying to think of the the fucking fun legalese terms they use for this to stimulate growth. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't do fuck all. It doesn't help anyone. And people are still poor. Mm -hmm. And even if there's like marginal, like you'll have like marginal increases in like GDP, but it will be like so gained by the top level of it. Like they're using an average and not a median. Mm -hmm. So like most poor people are still bad off. And yeah, that's just what happens anywhere. It's (laughs) the corporatization of this whole thing. Yeah. This is something that I like don't remember super specifically, but I remember learning that, like, um, when the IMF, like, lends money to, um, to countries that it deems are, like, developing or whatever, um, the first sign that that money is being used the way the IMF thinks it should be is actually a slight increase in inequality before the... All the boats start rising with the rising ocean or whatever that rising tide lifts all boats, et cetera. Yeah, before that starts happening. So they like it's not a secret. Whereas, like if you look at any kind of competent like uh, economic theory, it's like good wages to the low class is the rising tide that has always lifted all boats. Right. Stronger union membership is the rising tide that has lifted all boats. But right. for some reason, they think, like, giving money to rich people is the way to do it. You, oh, my God. That's just made me remember something that's not on our topic list this week. Yeah. Okay. The fucking Notre Dame fire. Ooh, mm. Interesting. This is an article on The Guardian who are generally shit because they generally employ a lot of TERFs. Mm. And there has been a lot of shit about that lately. Mm-hmm. God, so this is not a praise. So bad. This is not a praise of the Guardian. Under no circumstances do you have to hand it to him. No. This is a specific praise for Aditya Chakrabarty, which is the, the guy who wrote the article. Um, so the article has a very obvious headline. The, the lesson from the ruins of Notre Dame is don't rely on billionaires. Mm-hmm. Um, really? That is the lesson of society. Um, so <laughs> of which we now. live in. Yes, exactly. One. Um, so essentially, remember when the remember when the uh, Notre Dame church in France mm-hmm. had a big fire, it got crispy, and a bunch of shit was destroyed, mm-hmm. and a bunch of companies and billionaires from France came out of the woodwork saying that they were going to pledge like tens and hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. to fixing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of them have done that. Big surprise! Literally zero dollars oh, have shown up. Wow. God, I that's very good, but I gotta say my favorite empty billionaire promise of all time. Reigning champ of the pod, Elon, Elon Musk, Musk. Thai Cave Submarine. Yeah, no, no. Let's he is go. still the number one. He is oh, yeah. the number one. Oh, I would, um, I mean, I, th- I feel like that's tied with, close second to, him saying, 
I can fix the Flint water oh system. yeah no he did he also like i could that. just i can just give <laughs> yeah. them the money for it and people were like great you should and he's like i'm i'll do it don't tell me to do it i'll do it and they're like y- yes please do it that's exactly kid okay. that's exactly where this story is going because mm. basically mm-hmm. um what what it came down to is that they wanted they didn't want okay that the exact phrasing was they don't want their money just to pay employees salary mm. the people who are in charge of rebuilding the church shareholders uh. be like shareholders be like they want like God. their name on shit they essentially oh did God. it for the clout they they said they were going to do it for the clout oh my God. God, these clout sharks. Yeah, it's all clout all sharks. All these fake LA bitches. And so people fake had Paris been approached. Bitches. People had been approached after they started making the waves that no one had been given their money, and they gave like a very precise amount of money. And then like this this guy who wrote the article um, looked into it, and they essentially gave what is the cap for um, getting their donations uh, tax deductible uh, mm-hmm. um, because you get a 66% return on charitable donations in France. So they donated like very small chunks and will probably continue to only donate small chunks going into the future so that they can maximize their return on investment. Mm. God. You know, I think there, I think there's um, something in French history that can be used to remedy yeah, really. Um, and so, possibly. like, what this article continues to Tall do wigs. is draw parallels between this situation and uh, and political donations to companies like uh, to 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 things like uh, Emmanuel Macron's En Marche party, hmm. who were like praised as like the kind of the return to like some good liberalism, but then have done nothing but cut yeah. How, how's that going? A uh, choice bank. nugget from the article. Caget calculates that 500, 600 wealthy people in France, 2% of all donors make up between 40 and 60% of all En Marche funding. Within a few months, the new president t- cut taxes on the wealthy, giving his richer, richest donors a return of nearly $60,000 on their investment. Uh, sorry, 60,000% on their investment. You with don't. the amount of That's tax like cuts looking they got. at the um, average donation versus numbers of donors for candidates like Pete Buttigieg here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's, no, it's nuts. Wait, wait, wait. It, it's as they say. Oh, Stephanie's it's home. It's quite a ratio. What the fuck is up, gamers? Hello. We're talking about France and how it's bad. Gamers. No, hey, I just, I just, I just realized, I just realized something. This, this conversation about campaign donations. Are you, are you guys, are you guys trying to imply that there are. There are politicians out there that can be bought whose allegiances are connected to money? No, that's ridiculous. We're just saying that the lang- their language indicates that maybe they could be bought. But yeah. they themselves cannot be bought. Right. But like their but actions God, their are you, being words bought, are but not themselves. Yeah. Did you guys fucking see Cory Booker saying that Bernie Sanders has taken donations that he wouldn't take? No. Excuse me? What? Cory Booker famous taker of donations from literally anyone said that there are donations that Bernie Sanders has taken that he would not himself take. Cory Booker, who has taken money from every single pharmaceutical well, he's pro- and... Well, he's, what he's probably talking about, or I, I don't know if he's probably talking about, but he's I, I maybe like a pro-Palestinian like Palestinian advocacy group, because that's like Cory Booker's issue, is like being like pro-Israel or something. Being, being pro-Israel and being super pro-charter school. Yeah. And pro pharma. Why does anyone like him? He sucks Um, so bad. I don't think anybody likes him. Um, The 
the closest that Bernie Sanders has ever come to accepting dirty money is that some amount of his campaign donations must be sweaty, crumpled bills. I just feel like <laughs> people are just giving him whatever's in their pockets and it smells. No, I know the donation he's talking about. Um, if somebody was going through, like, I, I guess there was a chart of, like, um, like donations by, like, or, like, amount, dollar amounts of donations by Wall Street executives to yeah. like, Democratic presidential candidates. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Bernie wasn't dead last, but it was something like $200. <laughs> so people were like, okay, somebody at a banking firm lost a bet and had to donate to Bernie Sanders as a result <laughs> of that. That's like just a teller put in their employer wrong when they were writing, like, where the... Wait, guys, I figured from. it out. I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Cory Booker is a huge Nicki Minaj stan, and he's he doesn't <laughs> think he, he would not take a uh, donation from Cardi B. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. yeah because okay. Cardi B is famously feeling the burn. She is. Hell, yeah, she is. Some tweets that she made two days ago. I've been reading about I Bernie Sanders. I need to bring Sanders. up the tweets because they're real good. I got them right here, Matt. That's why I introed them like that. Oh, thank they're you. They're right in my handsies. Then she posted um, just the official photo of uh, Ilhan on her Insta the other day and with a with the caption, you know, you that bitch when you cause all that, this conversation. <laughs> so Cardi's good. <laughs> she says, I've been reading about Bernie Sanders and I'm really sad how we let him down in 2016. This man been fighting for equal rights, human rights for such a long time. Seeing this country become a better place has really been really his passion for a long time, not a new front for a campaign. And then somebody tweeted, Cardi B complaining about paying too much in taxes then endorses Bernie who will raise taxes on the rich to fund his extreme socialism. Oh no. Um, and, and Cardi uh, retweeted and commented, I don't mind paying taxes if I see on what I am, uh, if I see on what am I paying my taxes on. It's sad that we pay so much taxes, yet we don't have free college, education, neither free healthcare. So. Yeah. The taxes aren't going anywhere useful. Cardi B go on HCAP. Guys, guys. Okay. okay. Holy shit. I'm going to post this in podca ch podcast chat. Okay. I'm scrolling um, down. I'm scrolling down. Cory Booker. I'm ready. Okay, okay. Cory Booker has a brother named Carrie Booker. No! No! <laughs> That's the same man! Your brand, Cory Booker. C-A-R-Y Booker, and he looks the same as Cory. You just added, added a line to his name. Can I copy your homework? Yes, but make it look like, change it a little bit so it doesn't look like you copied. What? Oh, God. Why would their parents really do good. that? Their mom really gave birth to the same baby two times and didn't notice. <laughs> but she's like, haven't I already done this one? He no, this is, this, is a, this is a Rhaegar Targaryen situation. Oh, my God. They have the same bald cap? <laughs> Are they sharing the same bald, Caroline? <laughs> I guess. Oh, boy. Are they sharing the same bald? The same bald? They grew up in a house that did not have scissors, but did have cue ball polish for their heads. <laughs> no haircuts. Homer, did you no put your head in the shino ballo? Carrie Booker. No. Cory Booker's brother, <laughs> Carrie Booker, is a joke person 
that some that we would make up to make this fun is of the like sketch. <laughs> this is. Oh my God. I'm sure he's just a regular man, but why is his name the same? Wait, <laughs> which one of them is younger? Guys, we're introducing the new HKIP podcast host, Mutt Ribeiro. It's just, it's, there's another, there's another one. He sounds, <laughs> it's actually been him this whole episode. I'm actually Mutt. Oh my God. Uh, Matt was busy. Oh my God. Who was born first, Corey or Carrie? I'm going to have to look this up. Oh, fun fact about, about Carrie Booker. Uh, he co-founded a Tennessee charter school that was described as a cluster F. As oh, good. <laughs> in order to close You're allowed to swear on this podcast, you know. I'm just quoting the article that did not swear. But let Val say okay. fuck. The charter school was described <laughs> as a clusterfuck. In order to close in 2016 for poor performance. Gosh, I wish that were half of the Democratic candidates for president. <laughs> yeah. His mom's name is Carolyn? His dad's name is... His dad, Carrie the, and his there's mom's Carrie, Carolyn, Corey, and Carrie. And Corey <laughs> and Carrie. If I'm they had a sister, they should be Caroline or Coraline. <laughs> She'd be Coraline. I, I guess I, I guess I'm a Booker now. You're a Booker. Have you been yeah, a Seahawks a Booker this whole time? Yeah. Oh man. Are you? Oh fuck. Damn guys, I guess I like charter charter schools now. <laughs> They're just like Targaryens. You get they just keep two. using the same name slightly different. Yeah. Get they two. just made two sons with the same name. <laughs> oh I can't God. believe this. This is a groundbreaking <laughs> discovery. All right, let's see. Okay, okay, guys, we, we're dancing around it right now. Mm-hmm. We have to get to it. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones has 32 Emmy nominations. Uh, well, that's because it's the best. It's a lot. Wait, did you know that Cory Booker is really 50? good and everybody liked it? Cory Booker's fifty. Cory Booker is fifty. Also, I tried to look up his how old his brother was on Wikipedia, and Car- Carrie Booker does not exist on Wikipedia. Whoopsie. Yeah, Cory Booker is fifty. I don't like sure. it. Let's start talking about Game of Thrones again. Something that we really like. Yes. They have shout out to. Gwendolyn Christie, who had to submit herself mm-hmm. for an acting award. God damn. But um, Amelia Clark and Kit Carrington. Because didn't Benioff and Weiss it. are yeah. bastards. And if she wins, I'll be okay. But if Lena Headey wins that category, I'll also be okay. Yeah, They're the only yeah. people who deserve their awards. Yes. Actually, what, the, technicals, the technicals deserve their awards. Alfie Allen, but like for this season? Yeah, I know, but he, he's really good. Is the thing. Yeah, he's been like consistently good. Oh, just as a as a little follow up, um, Carrie is the older one, so Corey got the second place name. Uh, he got the second place, and name. now he's the more famous. And now he's one. the more famous one. Now he's the one with the Wikipedia article. If they have a third one, would he be Curry Booker? I think so. Kyrie Booker. It would be what's an A with a line on it? Kyrie Booker. Yeah. Or wait. Booker. And yeah, no, Steph- Stephanie is right. Lena Headey did very much just sit at a window and drink wine all season, but she did it very you well. You know what? She's valid. Yeah. She's so valid. I want to do that too. And I also want to have a single brick hit me and I die instantly. Because then I don't have to deal funny. with either of the upcoming elections. How um, 
most of the like leads on Game of Thrones famously had to do just like just like an absolutely grueling film on the famously short long night episode, which is like a nighttime battle scene. Which, the long which, night is one night. It was night. like raining all the time and lots of cold, and they filmed the whole thing at night. Mm-hmm. So There's they were a all miserable. And Lena's just chilling with her Chardonnay <laughs> in the cool Mediterranean climate, having a great time. Yeah, she was great. She didn't. Ha- she hasn't had to be on like the Ireland sets since season one. Wow. Truly queen of fucking good for her. Brew a chamomile wine and log off. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we want to talk about some some fun modern colonialism? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Let's. Yeah, so this week um, in Hawaii, construction was supposed to start on a planned um, telescope at the summit of um, Mauna Kea, which is one of like the tallest mountains and one of the most sacred mountains to the native Hawaiian people. Mm. Um and this has been like a this has been like an ongoing controversy for some time about um, why the telescope like should not be built um, against the wishes of the native Hawaiian people. But um, this week they're officially moving forward with it. But um, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of um, Hawaiians out there um, doing like peaceful protests and blockading. Uh, this morning, I think, um, or yesterday morning. Um, I think between 20 and 30 uh, Native Hawaiian elders were arrested because they chose to uh, put themselves on the front lines of actually physically blockading this road um, as opposed to like the younger people. They like chose themselves to like go and get arrested for that. Um, So the fight continues. I saw a picture today and it was like uh, the journalist who posted the picture was like, this looks like every single cop in Hawaii is present here. Mm. Yeah, you know, naturally every cop is just signing up to fuck up some Native Hawaiians, even though there's definitely many Native Hawaiians among them, because that's how cops be. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous amount of police um, just yeah. deployed. There was and some like, private um, property. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's like already some telescopes on this mountain now, right? There's already like 13 telescopes on the mountain. Right, because it's like it's not a famously one, I think good at the location. Very summit. Um, and yeah, it's it's not that they're they're protesting against any further desecration yeah. of the mountain because because the mountain they've already, already been fucking done it. Times. Yeah, um, and they're just asking, please, yeah. just fucking respect us for once. Please, like, and they said no, and so they're arresting them. Mm-hmm. It's like they're not gonna find a better spot for the telescope than this specific mountain, just because of like the geographic mm-hmm. climate and all these different conditions, but it's not fucking worth it. No. Like work with worse instruments in different locations until you can figure out a way around the current environmental problems that face you. Yeah. And, it's fucking um, fine. Work with the existing telescopes you have. It's fucking fine. You'll I've be seen- fine stuff about how um this has largely been framed in the media as like oh these like native people like versus like the scientific community as if those are like two sides of the two like opposite sides um but in reality like a lot of the people protesting like are scientists yeah exactly that's often how it goes because like you like a lot of people in in scientific communities are very politically engaged and they understand when like something they that their community could be doing is wrong. Like my mm-hmm. like my friend who's an archaeologist knows when a site is not somewhere you dig. Sure, yeah. And also understands where like 
artifacts should be repatriated to native countries. And like the way that they're framing this is as if every archaeologist disagreed with that notion when the vast majority of archaeologists agree. Like yep. it's 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 such a like a it's such a bad framing. It's and it's course, it's a disingenuous like a, framing. I think is the best way to put it. Goes without saying, an extremely racist framing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Extremely racist. Yeah, well, yeah, because like uh, these were um, these were unceded lands, like the lands of the of the mountain when the when Hawaii was essentially forced to becoming a colony after the yeah illegally of the last overthrown king. and annexed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 it's. Yeah, the it's, United it's almost States like it's like a flip side of the coin. It's like a flip side of the coin of uh, of like Puerto Rico's situation, in that like Puerto Rico. Well, I mean, not even a flip side of the coin. They're two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. that they're both like occupied by the United States. Hawaii was recognized as a state, and yet still has to face all of this. Whereas sure. Puerto Rico just didn't even get the state recognition and still gets shit all over. It's like almost like what statehood gonna do? It's just another way of colonizing. Yeah, um, the Democratic governor of Hawaii is for the telescope, and he was giving a statement today about how, like, these protests have to, like, stop or something. So, thanks to the Democratic Party. Yeah, the Democratic Party famously useful at all times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, let's see, what else we got here? I think that's about it, isn't it? Unless we got some shout-outs. Um, FaceApp is a Russian PSYOP. Oh, yes. <laughs> Instead of addressing literally any of the other problems in the country, including but not limited to concentration camps in which at least like 30 people have died in the past couple years, um, Chuck Schumer wrote a strongly worded letter about how concerning it is that FaceApp is based in St. Petersburg, Russia, and he's calling for Congress to do an official investigation into the origins of the app that makes you look like an old man. Mm Mm-hmm. The the one thing about it that I saw that is, I mean, it, it's stupid and cold war to say it's bad because it's Russian. Um, the thing that I saw that people were freaking out about was that uh, once you use it, FaceApp has uh, unlimited um, eternal rights to use your face and username and name and information um that's basically how every social media site works right people are yeah. freaked out it's about a, losing their ex- face data to face app. it's an extremely extremely sketchy fucked up exploitative user agreement but so is facebook and like literally so is every else. user agreement um but because those aren't based in st petersburg russia um and they aren't um you know, like the, like the fucking NSA, fucking Edward Snowden, that surveillance isn't important, but no. the um, Ruskies are out to uh, get us and um, steal Hillary Clinton's earned votes to elect Donald Trump, which is what yeah. happened famously. Which is famously um, so. what happened, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, I love uh, selling my, giving my facial data to the Russian government through FaceApp. Um, almost as much as I love the U.S. government almost assuredly having my full face data from the hundreds of photos unaltered of myself that have been uploaded to Facebook. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you love to see it. <laughs> that I've put there fully voluntarily. And was tagged there, as wasn't you. Wasn't there literally a big article? Like, not even a social media site, but it was like, the fucking DMV is selling your driver's license photos to a facial recognition training technology or something. Fucking why not? Why the fuck not? People were also yeah. sure. people were also suspicious of Facebook for uh, putting a Juggalo filter 
um, oh, on yeah. their, their <laughs> yeah, camera, that. whatever thing. Because I did see, I did see some things about that afterwards. So because Juggalo makeup, were thinking, like it was going yeah. to allow them to to train to get around Juggalo makeup mm-hmm. because Juggalo makeup famously does not, uh, it famously tricks facial recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I saw afterwards is one. Training it on, you can't really train it on the face data because the face, the program itself is adding the makeup. So it's not really helping any program get around it. Okay. And then two, the actual Juggalo face app um, was like a, like, is, is, um, it was a piece made by like a, a, like a digital rights organization as kind of like a protest. So it was like, it was a jokey piece of work. Mm Mm-hmm. But well, anyway, Juggalos are, will be our comrades in the coming Yeah, war. no, we're, we we're down with the clown. Mm-hmm. We are absolutely down with the clown. Might end this episode with an ICP song, just just because. <laughs> no, you should. Juggalo Island. Yeah, Juggalo Island. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We will. We, we welcome our comrades in the coming wars. Whoop, uh, whoop. Whoop, whoop, indeed. Um, Lyris brought me back some Red Pop Fago from her most recent trip to uh, to Michigan to visit her boyfriend. Fago's pretty good. And I'm going to drink some Red Pop Fago and whoop the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got question. Question. Right. We got a single question this week. Oh, boy. And it's a doozy. I hope you're all ready for this. I'm really not ready. I thought I was going to be ready, but I totally forgot to prepare. So. This question from Maxi Bajillion on Tumblr our one question this week. What is Trump's favorite Pokemon? He doesn't know so, any Pokemon besides Pikachu. I'm going to post but list in, of Pokemon like, by National Pokedex number in podcast chat. So you can go like, just look at them um, all at once. If you were to present President Trump with a glossy photo album of every single Pokemon, like which would he be most drawn to? Good. Okay, what I think is if you gave him them in that format, he would pick Bulbasaur because he's too lazy to look through the book. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna nip this one in the bud. Despite the fact that Gumshoes looks very much like Trump, he yeah. would not pick Gumshoes. No. Because it's not cool or strong. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to post a nice, uh, a nice little uh, just gumshoes in the chat so everyone can see what he looks like. It looks like Donald Trump. It sure does. Yes. It's just, it has better posture than him, but, but it has his haircut. It, yeah. And his expression. I think he would maybe pick, like... Um, it would have to be a fighting type. What's the... Because yeah. he sees himself as a Ben Garrison... Uh, like Version of himself. Of himself. Yeah. He sees himself, like... So like Just, Machamp, Machamp perhaps not doesn't have enough hair to True. be him. It's got to be something. He's he's fighting, but he's beautiful. Incineroar. I think it's got to be Incineroar, which is I I think honestly, famously Donald Trump is technically a heel in the WWE, where he That's is true. in the Hall of Fame. What about he's he, in the he WWE is Hall of in Fame? WWE Hall of Fame. What about Explode? It's now, very loud, and there's yellow stuff on. His I don't head. think he sees himself that way though, because he. I don't think he sees himself as a shouty gremlin, even though he is one. No, but I think mm-hmm. he would think of it like if it was a companion Pokemon, you know, Rhyme City style. 
he would be like... Yeah, okay, yeah. No, I guess it's not necessarily which one he sees in himself, but something he would like to have with him. He would very much like the Pokemon that could echo his racisms as loud as possible. Mm-hmm. See, this this isn't really based on any sort of logical um, line of thought, but more of like a feeling. Um, okay. Just like scrolling through my Pokemon Go app, uh, app of the show. Yes. Um, seeing what sort of feels like Trump would like, I think... I think he would like Electrode. I think the design is simple, and he, he, he's, he's, he, he does like simple pleasures, and he would see this man with a smiley face, and he would point to him and say, you know, not really a smiley face exactly, but, you know, he's kind of mischievous. A smirk. Mm-hmm. He's got a, a smirk. smirk. Mm-hmm. And I think he would say, I like that guy, because it's sort of the simplest shape to process. Um, okay. Sort of very contained design. I don't, I don't think he would be. I think I don't he'd think very Trump much like the fact the fancy. that he is able to draw it. Yeah. This is not something that I raised before, but I think the ability to draw his friend would be very good for him. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think he has the dexterity for anything more complex than that. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Um, I also think that uh, Baron, um, I know what Baron's favorite Pokemon is because. Trump's son is only 10, but he's mm-hmm. great with Scyther. He's just great with Scyther. He's great he's with really the Scyther. He's great with Scyther. You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Val. You've already contributed so much. Thank you. I also, Baron Trump is great with Scyther. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Oh, also, just to say... We love Incineroar. Incineroar is not a bad Trump man of a Pokemon. Just Trump might think that he is as cool as Incineroar is. Yeah, no, no. See, like, Incineroar famously has, like, the earned heat of the audience. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not just cheap pops with this man. He is a heel who is truly dedicated. And also, it is canon official Pokemon lore that Incineroar loves kids and when yes. kids are huge fans of Incineroar he's like super nice yeah. to those kids and, you mm-hmm. know he'll just do like the, the joking heel moves at them being like stupid kids and they'll love it because mm-hmm. like Incineroar is really mm-hmm. cool Incineroar- um, Trump just hates children and sees himself as a heel because he's just a mean man yeah he doesn't know that it's not real meanness yeah, no, the Trump absolutely thinks wrestling is real, mm-hmm. first of all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is real, but he thinks True. that it's not scripted. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that being a heel means people actually don't like you and don't want to see you around. Yeah, and he thinks that that's, that the, in the way that he sees heels is good. I could also definitely see him thinking that he is the kind of cheeky boy that Incineroar is. Like yeah, he's just like, like no, I'm a yeah, that's, that's totally like, how he sees himself. That's how he sees himself at his rallies for mm-hmm. sure. It's just kind of be like, I mean, not, not quite incinerable, but very, you know, being like provocative on purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, um, like the move instead of that just ins- like screaming racist slurs into the yeah. microphone, which is what he actually does. Well, he walks away. But from he sees the himself mic. as kind he's of a proud. winking yeah. uh, master of words or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The move that Incineroar does a lot in Smash Bros is where he puts out both his arms and does, like, the come here gesture. And Trump does that at every single rally. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that that is, that's just a big fat confirmed. He would want Incineroar. Trump sees himself as Incineroar. Yeah. He would want Incineroar as a companion. His companion would be Exploud. And Baron Trump is really good with Scyther. (laughs) 
Baron Trump is really good with cider. He's really good with cider. Mm-hmm. We could do Lightbringers, guys. Mm-hmm. I almost forgot. Who wants to go first? Um, I do, just because I thought of it right now. Um, not this week, but um, a couple weeks ago. I was in Chicago because um, my cousin was getting her... Um, she goes to school out there and she was getting her PhD. So we were at that commencement ceremony. And on the day that we weren't doing that, we went to the Shedd Aquarium. And I fucking love fish, dude. I got a tattoo of a stingray on my arm. Oh, yeah. I'm obsessed with fish. I look at sharks every single day in my life. Um, yes. And so I... And I remember um, I had been to, like, the shed once before when um, my school did, like, a senior trip to Chicago for a weekend. And I loved it then. It's so good. They, it's so big. They have just such a wide variety of exhibits. Lots of very cool fish that I hadn't seen in other aquariums. Like, um, the best one that I hadn't seen in another aquarium is called a ribbon eel. Um you know, it was a lot smaller than I expected it to be from like nature documentaries and such. But just look up Ribbon Eel. Um, he's very I'm handsome. At it right now. He's it colorful. Yeah, I like him. I love his so mouth. That's mine. It's just V. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's colon he's, V. That's the face he, he does. He scream at own eel. <laughs> he scream at own eel. I actually just went to the aquarium in Toronto. I don't remember if I mentioned this on the last episode I was on. I probably did because. I was either about to go to the aquarium or I'd just been to the aquarium. And the aquarium fucking slaps, folks. The Ripley's Aquarium in Toronto. Oh yeah, I think good. I saw like photos you posted or Oh, you, you saw the you saw the, uh, the the photo of um, Justin Tube Doe. <laughs> I did see Justin Tube Doe. Which in for anyone who does not know French, tube doe means tube of water. But it's also a pun on Justin Trudeau oh, because we're Oh interesting. We are oh, all doing crazy. the Trudeau pose that you may know from our Discord, from the very, very good Trudeau emoji. Which, it's gotten to the point where, instead of saying thanks to each other, we've started just saying Trudeau. <laughs> mm. yeah. so Out loud, you I mean? Think, yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's good. It's good. And in, like, DMs and stuff, where people can't use the emoji. I mean, honestly, just Trudeau mood. to me. So. so, it's very good. I do like to see it. Yeah. Um... My Lightbringer, I'm getting back on that podcast tip. I started listening to the Trillbillies Workers Party. Oh, and good. I'm just a big fan of listening to podcasts that are like leftism focused in regions in which I do not live and do not know very much about hmm. because it helps like, you know, just expand my general consciousness of how leftism works in other places. And so this is like an Appalachian region focused podcast and like primary i think it's primarily centered around kentucky so they talk about bitch mcconnell a lot and how he's the absolute worst also (laughs) yeah bitch mcturtle (laughs) but like talking about how even like the the democratic like primary challengers for him are trash are all all garbage Mm. (laughs) just Mm -hmm. complete garbage like they they ran someone the last time that they were trying to unseat mcturtle who was far more progressive than the person they're running this time. And they got, like, relatively close. Not very close. Like, just relatively close for a Kentucky Democrat. And now they're just running someone completely milquetoast who's going to absolutely tank. Great. And it's just very interesting hearing about, like, these essentially areas that are underserved because red states are generally just written off in American electoral politics as, like, unwinnable and not worth it. Mm -hmm. 
And it's just really shitty that there's tons of people who live there and tons of people who are affected by policies and tons of people who aren't voting for Republicans, often usually because they cannot vote at all because voter disenfranchisement is Mm -hmm. stronger in red states than anywhere else Mm -hmm. by like a pretty wide margin. And so just like getting the essentially the ears to the ground on the situation in other places is really great. So Trillbilly Workers Party, um, good podcast. I've still only I've only listened to the. The second most recent episode, another one came out today, which I'm going to listen to later. Um, but so far, I really like it. Probably not going to backlog it because I just do not have the time. Uh, and also, like, politics podcasts are generally pretty current events. But, right. Uh, I would yeah. recommend it from what I've heard so far. Awesome. Val, what do you got? Um, my Lightbringer has been uh, the television show Elementary with Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu. Uh, it's very good, Ooh, I and I like it a lot. Their version of Sherlock is the only true version. Uh, it's extremely good. I'm, like, re-watching it for the second time. Um, I don't have anything else to say about it. It's just good television, and everyone should watch it, and not enough people watch it, even though it does... I've heard it's good television. It does already have six seasons, and it's getting a seventh, Yeah, but... Network shows are wild. Yes. I just can't imagine making episodes of anything that fast what and if, also watching um, them mm-hmm. what if elementary had a secret bad episode <laughs> no no it's a secret good episode to yeah no yeah secret bad episode to make up for all the good episodes yeah it's a, a funny reverse like, sherlock. bbc sherlock had a se- secret good episode so like mm. elementary should have a secret bad episode i haven't yeah you know balance the skills all i all i'm gonna say I, i've heard good things about elementary i've heard good things about specifically the sherlock watson relationship in yes. it and how it's just really really well constructed yes. i've heard good things about the way sherlock's like kind of awkwardness mm-hmm. is played in a way that's not like just ludicrously offensive mm-hmm. yeah he and also they don't do anything as stupid as the mind palace season the mind palace scene from what is expe- what is generally considered to be like the good season of sherlock yeah basically like cribbed from the hangover for some reason yeah it's just like the scene from the hangover (laughs) um the other thing i want to say is that sherlock holmes is a public domain character and if you don't put him into your story you're a coward he is in every story even if you don't he should just be in every story if your story does not have sherlock holmes and dracula you're a coward Uh because they are both public domain just put them in even if you don't super smash bros has dracula they are but why doesn't super smash bros have sherlock holmes because nintendo is cowards yeah it's just the facts people yeah yep anyway now i'm petting looker because he's nearby so i i bet you all wish you were me god i wish that were me yeah all right so now 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 that we have done Lightbringers, we can get to the closing parts of the episode so this has been Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. Just a fact. We, you could find us on Tumblr and Twitter. It's HKIPGTD. Whenever I'm hosting, I try to like post things I'm talking about as we talk about them on the recording so that they're there when the episode goes up. The Tumblr basically is just posting episodes and the Facebook just auto-posts episodes. So like the Twitter is really the thing. It's the thing that's used somewhat, whereas everything else is used not at all. Um, we also have a Gmail. Uh, it has like 500 unread messages right now, so it's not a perfectly reliable spot. All of these are HKIPGTD as the username. Uh, we have a Discord. You can find the link on the front page of Noise Space. That's noisespace.xyz. That is the podcast network on which we are hosted, which is run by this guy, Mutt Ribeiro, 
<laughs> legal name. I'm the, the brother of Matt Ribeiro. My parents uh, decided that they needed another one just with a slightly different name. Thank you so much, <laughs> Mitt Ribeiro. We have um, a subreddit, HKBGTD, uh, that's run by Bisexual Punch Party. Thanks for setting that up for us. And um, I'd like to thank the taxpayers for the use of their song Evil Men off of Cold Hearted Town, which is our opening theme. And we are on Spotify and Stitcher as well if you prefer to use those apps over other apps. It is an option because it's very easy to do that. If your podcast is not on them, you should just do it. So we also have a Patreon. You can give us money, and sometimes we will give you extra content. You can get that for just $1. If you give us $5, you get access to a special role in the Discord. You can be a comrade. And you get a shout-out in the podcast for being such a good comrade. And then at the $10 tier, that's $10 a month, you get an even more special Discord role that allows you to listen to our podcast while we record it, like several people are doing right now. We got, uh, how many people are in here? We got two people listening in and Stephanie listening to me talking just from the <laughs> other side of the room. This podcast is at least one-third good. It's at least one-third good, because Stephanie can hear it right now. She can't hear you guys, but... She says that I'm good, and you guys are better than me, so oh. I think we're doing great. Oh shucks. And uh, so the shout-outs go to our $10 and $5 patrons. Roan the Other V. Berg, Dr. Activisionary, Burgermeister, Stephanie Ruff, Pregnant Seidfeld, David Besser, Hmm, Alex Schaup, Six-Armed Sweater, Bryce, A Sexual Fish Tank, Ashy New, Nick Vern, Alex Hoot, Dick Butt is the Real Jesus, Maximilian Rower, Tufster McGee, Kangaria, Bryant, Mogu, Nick Clarkson, Cadejo, Florian Siegel, Destry Hawk, Siberian Pine Hardwood, Pierre the Disaster, The Tallest Jew, Michael Weems, Non-Binary with Left Beef, Summer Geist, Dijonese, Chaz Goblin, Paul Blart, Fleshcart, Ollie Anders, and Ellen the anarcho Lalandist. Ellen, you could change your name, but you're still going to get called that every time I'm hosting. <laughs> so anyway, welcome, Val, to podcast. You're, you're one of yeah. us now. Thank you. Welcome to the squad. Our to squad, help. which... Everyone has everyone has been burnt out, so we need to bring fresh blood. And mm-hmm. you have been very good on this episode, and hopefully more so, more into the future, we will have more good and good episodes to go to. Yeah, I'm already burnt out. I quit. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Politics. We'll see. Online was a mistake. <laughs> Online was a mistake, and we're all gonna die. <laughs> I'm flight cub. Is my Twitter with two B's. You got the two B's on the Twitter, right? The second B is for Twitter. Nice. I also have two letters in my Twitter. I have two V's, at C Savage. And I am Matt GCN. This is an account, a, a username I have had since I was 11 years old because I was born a Nintendo GameCube. Heck yes. Good. And as we always say, M- Memento Pokemori. Memento mm-hmm. Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. You know what would be the shit that's tripping the sun? What if... We had our own island band. I got my toes in the sand watching hoes play volleyball. It's summertime and I'm feeling jolly all food on the fire. Boats in the water and taking time off from my cereal slaughter and here for the weekend. Me and these friends, sunny sunshine, blue skies never end. There's a mermaid waiting me to come in. Underwater on my ball, she's humming. Smoking on a fat one, we come to have fun. I got my dick in your hot dog bun. Pouring up shots for everybody. That's sipping. Let's get loose now. Skinny dipping. Don't hate me, cause the speedo I'm wearing. 
Got your girlfriend staring, we out here Sky so clear, ice cold beer Suntan topless, bitch, come over here I'm Juggalo Island Go to my Twitter. Oh. Just go to my Twitter.